I want to start off with our theme verse for the summer, uh, which was 1 John 3, 1. It says, See how very much our Father loves us, for He calls us His children, and that is what we are. And you can see a lot of our students tonight have worn the reckless love shirts. That was kind of our theme for the summer, is just God's reckless love for us, that He even gave His only Son because He loves us, because He wanted us to be called His children. Our key passage that we really focus on as a youth group comes from Romans 8. And one of the things that we always talk about with our students is sticky faith, a faith that will last a lifetime. And one of our prayers is if our students can walk away knowing this one fact in Romans 8, verses 31 through 39, if this can be just tattooed on their heart, uh, wow. If they can just start grasping how much God loves us as his children. Paul says this. He says, what shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for all of us, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen? No one, for God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and raised to life for us. He's sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? And if you've ever, some of you you adults, you've gone through middle school and high school years, you made mistakes, even maybe as adults you think, can God even love me through this? Paul says, does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity, if we're persecuted, hungry, destitute, in danger, threatened with death? As Scripture says, for your sake we are killed every day. We're being slaughtered like sheep. And he says this, no, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us. And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, not death, not life. Angels or demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or on the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that is what we want to proclaim tonight as you hear the stories from Serve Strong and from our mission trip. We're going to start with Serve Strong. So if we could have our Serve Strong students that I asked if you'll go ahead and come on up. We're going to roll some of the video behind. Uh, but if you're a Serve Strong participant, I had, I think, six or seven of you guys. If you'll come on up, grab a seat, start in the middle, and, and fan your way out. Yes. All right. All right, so if you would, let's just start. Introduce yourself, um, and I guess your, your grade, where you go to school, uh, or your, if you're a parent, kind of what you, what you do as far as work, or what favorite hobbies, long walks on the beach. I'm just kidding. But say your name, so at least we have your name, and then what grade you're in. I'm Chad Masters, and I'm in seventh grade. I'm Nicole Brantley, and um, my daughter is Brooke, so I'm up here because I was a driver one of the days um, 
I'm Reed, and I'm in eighth grade. I'm Maddie Miller, and I'm in seventh grade. I am Preston Hughes, and I'm in eighth grade. And I am Marla Hughes, and I was a driver one day as well. Great. And I'll tell you, without our, without our parents that host uh, the students in their homes uh, to sleep or to drive them, uh, this mission is not possible. And so if you helped out with Serve Strong, thank you, thank you, thank you, because uh, that's not something that Alexander and I and our interns can pull off by ourselves. So it takes, it takes an army that week to pull 35 middle schoolers around the city of Dallas serving. And so thank you. So tell me this, what was your favorite service project? Probably the food on the move because we got to go out into the community and help with all the kids. Great. I like going to the apartment complex because so when I played with them and made them smile. And that was food on the move? Yeah, playing with our students. My favorite was Bonton Farms because we got to like take all the plants and stuff. Yeah, did you get to hold a goat there, Reed? Or oh, yeah, and I got to hold a baby got goat. Got to hold a baby goat. My favorite was uh, the farm because we, like, got to hold goats. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, so tell us as drivers what, what you guys did as well. Uh, I was the driver on day four, which was the food on the move day. And um, just to let you know, in case you don't, there is a service that will go to uh, meet children where they are and provide them meals. And so we, there's many routes throughout Dallas. And were we on four different, how many drivers do we have that, four vans? I think we had three. That three. Day. We followed three of their routes. So all three were going to different places. So we covered quite a bit of the city and we would follow them from park to apartment complex to, you know, whatever meeting place where they were meeting the kids to give them food. And these were kids that are on reduced or free lunch uh, during the school year. Uh, so without food on the move, they don't get uh, meals throughout the summer. And so that's one of the neat things about this, this ministry that we get to partner with. So thanks for explaining that. And I was the driver uh, the day before uh, for the North Dallas Food Bank. And boy, it's way over there right now. But they're coming to like George Bush and... Uh-huh. Over to Close to 75, yes. So, and we did lots of different, they were put in groups and um, had lots of different activities. Got kind of competitive between the groups of who could box the most food or break the records for canned goods being put in. There yeah. was. There was a little rivalry going on between a few of our groups. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We won. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be on the winning side. So, uh, Preston, tell me what you guys did on Monday. What was Monday? That was, you guys went to Christian Care, and we served, we also went and visited some people, and then we also served dinner here. Can you tell us a little bit about that day? So, we started out by going to this place that they put um, elderly people, and we helped um, pull weeds and help in the garden and such. And then afterwards, we went back to the zone, and we got ready and we went to people's kind of either houses or their stations, whatever. And we would sing to them and kind of just have dinner with them a little. Good. Awesome. 
So, now tell me, tell us, what was your least favorite or maybe the hardest service day that you encountered and why? Um, my least favorite part was the food bank because when the potatoes, they were like mushy and they smelled bad and they were moldy and rotten. So, yeah. And those are the pictures you can see behind you at the food bank. Well, they're not now, but they were. Sorry. Good. Um, my least favorite was a uh, uh, place where we had to go like pick weeds because it was really boring. <laughs> and hot. Wasn't that a hot day? Yeah, yeah. And then it started raining. And that wasn't fun. But you get you did get to chop down a tree with a pickaxe, yeah. right? And that one of the things you got to do. That was kind of fun. Yeah. My least favorite uh, was the same one because we like there were some old people who had some very particular orders, and that was kind of hard. And then, but nothing compares to the Nehemiah house. <laughs> that. <laughs> So the last year was Nehemiah's house, and they got to, wasn't that the painting where we were painting kind of a white on white or a cream on white kind of thing, and you would paint, and you're like, did I just paint that? And yeah, that was a tough, that was a tough day. Preston, what about you? What was your least favorite, and why? Um, I can't say I have a least favorite. I think that probably the first day was the most difficult, um, just because it was, um, there was a lot of ants, and it was raining, um, but, I mean, we got the job done, so. Yeah, they did. They did a great job. Um, so what was maybe something that happened during the week uh, that surprised you? What was something that maybe you were expecting something, right? Because we kind of told you a little bit about the projects, and then you kind of went and did it. Maybe what's something that surprised you or you didn't expect and something happened? So, um, I brought a friend, Mason, um, he is not a believer, and it was just, um, I just kind of brought him along just because I wanted him to kind of the experience, but like, he started like singing along in the songs, and it was really cool to just see him participating, like, he, it seemed like he knew what he was doing in the community and with our kind of style. Yeah, very cool. Um, the Christian Care Center, I didn't expect them to be so happy when we cleaned their windows and garden for them. I didn't expect the kids on Food on the Move to be, like, so happy just to be with us and stuff. Yeah. Oh, we had to wake up really early. And, oh, uh, I didn't know we had to make our own lunch. <laughs> did you expect more Fortnite? I mean, was that part of it too? Yeah, needed more Fortnite in there. Um, so tell me this, um, or tell us this. How did you see God at work uh, this week? Like this week in particular, like maybe God used you in a certain way, or you just saw through the group or through a certain project of man, I just see God at work or God using me, maybe a way that God used you or a way that you just saw God that week of Serve Strong. I saw God at Food on the Move because even though they had so little, their lives were so joyful. Yeah. 
Um, I thought on Food on the Move, um, it's a difficult day because um, where some of the others, maybe not Christian Care Center so much, but some of the others, you follow a script. You, you know, you pack a box or you pull weeds or whatever. With Food on the Move, you're really kind of outside of your comfort zone, and the kids actually had to approach strangers and invite them to play or invite them into conversation. And also, it's day four. And it's completely outside, and it's 100 degrees. So it's a, it's a difficult day because the conditions are hard, and it also is just, it, it's hard to approach strangers. And I just thought that they were awesome. Um, there was, I'll call it Mary Ellen, loved. Um, there was a time we were late in the day, and there was a little boy and um, a seventh grade, one of our seventh graders' boys had tried to talk to him. Braden had tried to talk to him, and he was just shut down. He was not speaking. And Mary Ellen just, like, sat beside him and persistently talked and talked. And all of a sudden, they're having a full conversation. And I thought, that's hard. That's really hard to do. And it's a growing process. Learning to speak to somebody who doesn't really want to talk to you it does not come natural. Um, and I just think that that is... God growing little, little servants, little, um, you know, people out there shining for him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I saw God when we were in Food on the Move too, just because we, the people who like run it or whatever, they are out there like every single day. And it's like hard for us to do it one day, but they're like literally out there every single day doing what we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody else? Oh. When we had to go sing at the place, and then they were all like smiling, and then we had to sing "Happy Birthday" to the lady, and I don't think she knew what we were doing, but she was still smiling, and it was like, I don't know. Yeah. So was that was that Monday, Chad? When we so we went and visited a few of our members that can't come to service here, so they they're members here at Preston Crest, but they're not able to make it to service. Uh, with us on Sundays anymore. And so we went and visited some of our, our widows and widowers. Um, is, that, is that what you're talking about? And you guys went. So we went and visited and, and sang and uh, shared some scriptures and just listened to their stories. Um, but yeah, that's definitely, that was a cool, I thought that was a really cool day too as well. So I thought it was really neat. I actually thought when I was asked to drive that I was going to be driving either a girl group or I knew that Preston was with you, but I got put with the seventh grade boys. And I thought it was really neat to see these kids who have just come in to the youth group and to hear their talk. And they were so kind to each other and they included each other. And they even wanted Braden to do the questions game where they're just learning about each other. And then that, that they took that into the North Dallas Food Bank. And I just, I loved watching Everybody, not only were they happy to serve, but they're so happy with each other. And I just thought the bonds that are being built, especially with kids who don't necessarily live in the same neighborhoods or go to the same schools, and just to know that you have these friendships here and that they're Christian friendships and you're going out and serving together, it was just, it was, it was powerful. And it gives me hope for these generations coming up for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Preston, yes. Um, it was just cool to see... Uh, especially on Food on the Move, how people just kind of start out by hanging around in the corner. Um, but then as soon as, you know, we started bringing out the soccer usually, um, they would just join in. And I remember there's this one kid who was really, like, um, 
he was just kind of standing there. And as soon as we got the soccer ball out, he just, um, he was Hispanic, so I couldn't understand what he was saying, but he was really happy, so. Yeah, yeah, how that love translates even beyond languages, right? It's very cool. So one of the things that we use Serve Strong for is to, is to bring you guys in, to unify you as a group, to introduce you to uh, the youth group for our new seventh graders, kind of like Ms. Hughes was talking about, uh, but also uh, to groom you guys into servants and to leading, how to lead out of service. What are some ways that you saw yourself maybe grow as a leader or grow in service that week? Maybe having to learn how to work through, you know, the weather or just like certain situations you might not expect. Absolutely. Um, I saw me grow when we were washing windows to just like be confident when we're knocking at their doors and telling them, do you need us to and making them happy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just like how much fun it is to actually serve if you're with your friends, you know, like the feeling that you're doing something good for other people makes it fun. Oh, um, when we had to like go pick the weeds and stuff and I wanted to stop and everyone wanted to stop, um, we kept on going and so yeah. Yeah, perseverance, right? Even through pain and through things that you don't want to do. Absolutely. So final thing, what's one final thing you'd like for us to know about Serve Strong or something that you're thankful for the week of Serve Strong? What's one thing that you'd like to, to share with the group of, man, I'm just thankful for Serve Strong or one of the things I really appreciated. Um, it could be your host home. It could be something fun that we did. Uh, if you want to share a, fun, a funny story or any kind of memory like that. Um, so share one more thing with us about the week, uh, and then we'll, we'll hand it over to the high schoolers for their mission trip. Um, it's really fun, and you get to meet new people and friends. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my host home was probably one of the best, because the host was very generous. <laughs> I don't know who that was. Sound like really good people, though. I, I will say the year before I had heard, if you can be a driver, you know, go be a driver. Um, you're going to be blessed just like the kids um, are, are going out to bless others. And that is true. It, it's a long day. I mean, I feel like I got there at the crack of dawn and we didn't go back until late. <laughs> but it, it was so good. And just to see their faces and know... Um, you know, starting them out on wanting to look for ways that they can serve others and knowing that you can do that here in your community. It was, it was really worth it. So be a driver if you can be a driver. Absolutely. We, it was at my house this year and we had like a wrestling thing with like the, with Rachel and Alexandra, next thing you know, we're all just on top of each other on the ground. And then we like left and went swimming and we thought Rachel and Alexandra were like really mad at us. But then we came back and they like pranked us and were like acting like we were in big trouble. But it was just so funny that they thought like we just, like, we thought that they were mad at us, but they really weren't. Awesome. So good wrestling matches. That's good. 
<laughs> we had a question. Who won? Who did? We beat them. <laughs> oh, one for the students. Uh, I would second Marla. I've driven before, and it's definitely uh, a blessing to be a driver. Um, and I would say the thing I would want you to know is that the kids work really hard. Um, they have a lot of fun doing it. They have really good attitudes while doing it. Um, they don't seem to get tired. I'm not. I don't know what that is about yeah. kids. They they laugh, yeah, yeah. they sing, they just love being together. It's it's a it's a blessing to be with them. Um, we got to go swimming, and I, it was like right after we were really tired again, and it was really refreshing, and and then we we went to bed and we woke up and I don't remember what we did the next day. <laughs> Well, one of the things I'll tell you is, uh, again, thank you to our volunteers. Thank you to our students that came out and served and made a difference in our community, made a difference in our youth group community, uh, because this does make us stronger uh, as a youth group, which I believe makes us stronger as a church. Uh, and so thank you. Thank you, church, for supporting our youth ministry. Uh, it, starts, it starts right here uh, with our 7th and 8th grade students, uh, and we build from there. And I love... I love to see those servant hearts just start coming out. And so that leads us into our high school mission trip. So if you'll get up for our Serve Strong. I'm going to turn it over to Alexandra. Seat. We will get started. And as they're grabbing a seat, um, our high school mission trip this year, we actually were scheduled to go to Joplin, Missouri. They were still doing tornado relief there when we booked this trip. We partner with a ministry called Next Step Missions, and they do the long-term mission work while we come in short-term just for a week. It's a really beautiful thing they do. And so we had signed up for Joplin, Missouri. And when the hurricane hit Houston, the Houston area, we talked about it and said, why are we not going to Houston? And so we switched with them and got on a trip to go to the Houston area. And so we were actually in Nederland, Texas, which is not in exactly the Houston area. And so we landed there, we stayed at a church and did hurricane relief within there. So I'm gonna let this crew tell you a little bit more about it. If y'all will just go down the line and share your name, your grade, and your work site, what you did on your work site in Houston. We'll start there. I'm Ashlyn Smith. I'm in 11th grade, and on my work site, we did a lot of mudding, sanding, and some drywall. I'm Bailey French. I'm in 11th grade, and we also did drywall, and then we mudded and sanded it. Uh, my name is Davis Lebel, and I'm in 9th grade, and at our work site, we did a lot of roofing and drywall. I'm Austin Forrester. I'm a senior, and we did a lot of piping, like and we did drywall and sanding. I'm Regan Shu. I'm in 11th grade, and on my work site, we did a bunch of mudding, sanding, and some subflooring, and yeah. I'm Blake Nichols. Uh, in my group, we did a bunch of mudding, uh, sanding, and priming. I'm Lauren Hammett. I was one of the I guess, youth leaders or whatever on the thing. And I was with Davis. We were doing uh, drywall and leveling a roof. Howdy. I'm Andrew Hardaway. I'm a senior. Uh, 
at our work site, we were uh, doing roofing, uh, mudding, and dancing. <laughs> That's good. Okay, so going in to the Houston area after a hurricane, what were you guys expecting versus what you actually saw? Or was what you were expecting what you saw when we got there? Okay, so it was about a year after the hurricane, and so I wasn't expecting... Um, I was kind of expecting that we do the finishing touches on the houses, that they'd be almost done. Um, but that wasn't the case at all for a lot of the houses. Um, we were stuck in that little tedious phase where you're doing the mudding and you don't see a huge difference. So um, we weren't painting or anything, which I thought we would be. So, um, Well, going into it, we had like a meeting where we got to talk about like what to expect. And I was like, it's Houston, Texas. I mean, it can't be much different. But when you think about how the hurricane hit it, it's very different. The street we were on, no one was back in their houses yet. And um, they were just, a lot of people were living in trailers and working on their own houses. And it was just not what you'd expect. Because it is a year after, you kind of think, oh, they'll be back in their houses. But no one was yet. Um, Yeah, I had kind of the same thoughts. Because, I mean, you can do a lot in a year. So I was thinking like Ashton was we're just gonna finish out and paint some stuff and stuff like that but I got there and this house was there was no drywall up it's just insulation the roof has like huge dips in it and so I'm thinking what have they been doing for a year um but (laughs) I realized that they told us that in these areas they aren't in a flood zone so they were they didn't have flood insurance so all these things they couldn't pay for so they had to completely redo everything, and it just took time. And so it was, I was not expecting to come in and do major parts of the house. So when we pulled up to the house we were working at, we saw the front door, and there was a big old pile of dirt right next to it. And I was like, this is weird, right? And then we walk in the house, and there's just like a hole right in the middle of their house. And it's like piping, and it's, we were like, oh, man, what did we get ourselves into? <laughs> I was probably expecting a lot of what everyone else was expecting, just to for the entire community to be more put together than it was. But when we, my house was probably one of the more, I guess, what's it called, uh, newer houses. So it was more like finished and complete than everyone else's. But when we got there, there was still like sheetrock everywhere and the flooring was just not together. And so that's, I guess, it was a year later and everyone else was just not, it, no one was thinking about it anymore, but it really is still a disaster, so. Uh, so I guess I was expecting kind of what everyone else was. Uh, um, just like any year, you would think a lot of people would be able to, you know, get back into their homes and, you know, maybe not have everything finished, but they would still be at least in their homes. And, uh, that really wasn't the case, unfortunately. And there was, um, you know, a lot of people were living with uh, relatives and th- uh, stuff, and then you got to hear stories from your uh, homeowners about their neighbors that had it, you know, worse off. And it was really unfortunate, but we were, you know, happy to help. Um, it was a little bit of a shock for me. I've done a lot of tornado relief, and it's a little bit more clustered and the devastation can be very extreme up front. And so when you drove down, 
at first it kind of looked like things might be put back together and then you started actually kind of looking at the details and you were able to see where the water line came up on the homes and you realized just kind of how vast a hurricane's devastation can truly be and how many people are still fighting to get some normalcy back in their lives. And so it was eye-opening. I don't know why, but I uh, thought completely different from everybody else. I thought it was going to be just a total wreck down there. And uh, I have a horrible sense of time, so I forgot it was a year ago. And uh, so I thought it was just going to be an absolute wreck and just houses were going to be on the ground and stuff. I was overdramatic about the whole thing. Um, but. I think what was crazy is seeing like even the houses that you wouldn't expect to be damaged were completely damaged on the inside. The outside looked like a normal house, but the inside was just just uh, barely sticking together. And like in the back of the house, there was just tarps everywhere with hardly anything holding the house together. But um, it surprisingly was, and uh, that's what I was expecting. So, yeah. That's good. Thank y'all for sharing. So what was your favorite thing about this high school mission trip? Um, my favorite thing about this high school mission trip was probably my worksite group. Um, there was a lot of people that are younger than me, and so I wouldn't really have, um, I guess, gotten the chance to talk to them on a normal basis. Like, they're not in my small group. Um, and so I just got to get to know a lot of new faces and people that I've seen in the church, but um, not really... Um, had like good friendships with so I got to know a lot of the younger kids which is really cool and they're just awesome people and I love them I don't think I can pick one favorite thing from this trip it was so amazing and just I had so much fun but probably just the relationships I built I was in a group with a bunch of girls that I thought like I was really good friends with but after this trip I just feel like we're so much closer and um, that's just for my work site the people in my room too I feel so much closer to all of them and I was just so thankful, and um, yeah. Um, so it was my first high school mission trip, and um, it was just really cool to, I didn't realize how deep you get in these, in these uh, mission trips. You get so close to the people you're working with, and it's really cool because you get to see this other side of people. Like, I know we're in church, but you don't always see that really deep spiritual side of people, and I mean, everyone just opened up on this trip, and it was so cool to experience that because you really made more personal and deeper friendships with them. So after we would work, we'd have to shower, like, right as soon as we got there. So then we'd go have dinner, and you're thinking, okay, I'm not going to get all hot and sweaty this time. You know, I'm just going to chill, and so I won't be sticky going to bed. And then everyone's playing volleyball, playing basketball, and you're like, well you know, whatever, and you go, and you get all hot and sweaty, and it's just, it sucks, but it's, like, so much fun, like, to just hang out with everyone. I don't really have a favorite thing. I have, like, a bunch of different things, but it was just neat seeing how everyone was able to open up, like, the first day of the Devos, just about their entire lives, and our homeowner, her name was Miss Maggie, and she actually provided us home-cooked meals every day we were on the work site and would help on the work site and like do mudding and sanding herself and was just completely willing to help in any way she needed to and it was just unique being able to see that all just come together. Uh, I think my favorite part was uh, seeing how we impacted the 
uh, homeowners there. Um, it wasn't much. We were only there for a week, but everything that we did helped them to rebuild their homes and help them to, uh, you know, get back to where they were before the hurricane. Um, it was just cool seeing how. It was cool seeing where we started at the beginning of the week, and then cool seeing how much work we had done. Uh, looking back onto it. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. I had a lot of favorites, but hands down, that Friday night was pretty, pretty powerful. Um, I watched one of my older boys on our crew go and pray over one of our younger guys in our crew, and then it just snowballed from there. I just watched all these boys going around praying together, crying together, hugging each other, and ultimately we ended up with some baptisms when we got home. It was just a really awesome night. Mm -hmm. Um, launching Cameron McMillan four feet into the air for, by a half-filled air mattress. That was fantastic. But, uh, no, being able to get a decent amount of our work done on the roof, that was, it was just, like, really filling in my heart that I was able to, like, do something correct, like, at a certain extent, and we got a lot done, so it made me real happy, and it was probably one of the best feelings uh, while down there. That's awesome. Okay, so regarding your relationship with God, your walk with Him, what was something that happened personally that week on mission trip that either changed your relationship with God or just um, enhanced it, made it different? What happened to you spiritually on the high school mission trip? Um, I think that for me, it was just a really good reminder that material possessions are something um, that can, they're just things that can go away super easily and that our relationship with God and like our love for him is like the one thing that just remains constant and it'll just be there throughout eternity. And um, I think I find myself really uh, just like kind of the normal is to have a house and to have food on the table and just to be in that security. Um, but it was just really eye-opening that these people just, everything got wiped out. Um, and it was just a really good reminder that the thing that truly matters is my relationship with God, and that will be everlasting. Like, it'll never end, so. So our theme for the summer is reckless love, and we listen to a song called Reckless Love. And I think sometimes you just forget how much God loves you and how for you he's reckless. And um, we sang that song every week this summer, and on mission trip we sang it. And um, I think just I really needed that reminder, and um, it just really it stuck with me. And, yeah, I still listen to that song. It makes me cry. Like, I just love it so much. Um, so it was just super humbling for me because we complain about the smallest things and then you get here and they don't even, they don't even have it. Like they're, they've been living a year in an RV and we're over here complaining because the fan isn't working and like, it's not high enough, but it's just crazy to see how optimistic they are. I mean, we showed up and they had been in that RV for a year and we showed up and they were like, Oh, wait, no, we're going to get this done. We, we got it. I'm so excited. And I was just thinking, I'm working on it, but I'm not, always, I'm not super excited about it. Like, no one wants to be on the roof working all day, but they, they were eager to do it with us. And so it was just really cool to see that, and it was just super, super humbling. I think our group did a really good job of, like, spreading God's love to our homeowners because... 
they did not like want to stop being with us. Like they would come out to eat lunch with us, and it was like really fun to hear Mr. Bob's stories that he had for us. It was it was really neat. I think for me, it was just really eye-opening to see on the last day we did this activity where at the end we could all just come together and just pray about anything we wanted and sing songs for however long we wanted. And it was just really unique to see just everything. And for me personally, I grew closer to God and I just came home on that mission trip high and it's definitely stuck with me. So for me, it was, I realized on the last day, all of the work that we had accomplished and the true impact of what we did. Um, And I realized that with God, we were able to do so much more and we were able to, um, you know, help people's lives and change them. Um, And yeah, I realized with God, you can just do so much more. It was just a good reminder to count your blessings and to give God glory and the good moments as well as the bad moments um, and to not just get caught up in the daily routines and just look around you and realize just how blessed you are and to be aware of your surroundings, the people that live in a home and it looks all put together but could really use some extra love here and there. Uh, for me, the word love just... It's just a main topic in my mind just the past summer and hopefully in the next year. Uh, I've really tried to just let myself be a body of love and just try and show as much love as I can. Um, And being that reckless love was our topic for the entire summer, that really just pushed uh, everything inside me to just show love. and being that I was able to do that, just it gave me an opportunity to become a leader more and showing myself in ways that I'm able to just help others uh, through their path, which is automatically helping my path, um, which is like going to finally be with God. Um, I'm happy to say that I'm like, further along with my leadership and uh, just the love that he's given me. So, yeah. That's awesome. Okay, last question. Why are you thankful or glad you get to go on mission trips? Okay, um, I'm thankful that I get to go on mission trips because um, not too long ago, like, I was new to the youth group, and it was really hard for me to get plugged in um, and just to be comfortable with all the people in the youth group, but mission trips definitely really help you build those relationships like Bailey and everybody everybody said um you just get to know people on a deeper level and it's really cool to have those people um just that are like firmly rooted in their relationship with God you just make the best friends um so I would just encourage everybody to go on a mission trip because you truly make lifelong relationships and I think that's great um, like I said earlier, I thought I knew these people, and I go on a mission trip. You sleep in a room with them for a week. Um, you're in the same work groups. You, like, really get to know them, and it's just great, and it's just, I don't know. I feel closer to everyone, and it makes me always excited to get to, like, text them, and we, like, hang out, and we're always just like, hey, how are you? And I think it's just a really great way to get to know new people and get to closer to the people you already know and... Um, it's just, mission trips are just great. Just go on mission trips. If you get the opportunity, go. 
because they're great. Um, so it was my first mission trip, but I'm definitely going to go on, a, on another one just because of the impact it has on you. And, um, I mean, it's not just physically. Physically, you are going to be tired and you are going to be exhausted by the end of it. But spiritually, you've grown so much in just that one week. And one of the last nights we did that, we did a prayer thing and we just prayed over each other. And that was so impactful. And just the entire mission trip was so spiritually lifting. I mean, we came home and we had six people in two weeks get baptized. And that, I mean, it was just, my my entire grade had been baptized just like that. And I mean, to see that, it was incredible to witness. And I can't really ask for more on a mission trip. I really enjoy making the memories with everyone. I really like just like the fun memories, the good memories, the bad memories, just like, I don't know, it's really like thrilling just to end that week, all the memories you just have for your lifetime and just like, it's pretty wicked. For my, well, the reason my favorite things about mission trips is just however, even if you don't know like everyone in your grade, you just always come closer together in the end by the end of the week you're always I mean like Bailey said you're sleeping in a room with these people there's never really a moment that you're alone or having like a dull moment you're just always doing activities together eating together singing together just everything just brings us closer and you do get to look back on these memories forever Uh, I'm thankful to go on mission trip because of the relationships that you're able to strengthen Uh, so with my friends that I'd already, you know, known for years, I was able to get to know them even better. Um, and for the chaperones that I was able to meet and become friends with, and for the workers that were there helping, I was able to become friends with, and for the homeowners, I was able to become friends with. But most importantly, the relationship I had with God was strengthened, and I was able to become more of a friend with him than ever. Um, I've always been passionate about missions, but I love teenagers. And so the opportunity to go and put those two together, it's pretty amazing. I get to see these kids be pushed physically when you're up on a roof and it's 100-something degrees. It's rough, and I see them tested. I see them tested in relationships, whether it's with their peers in the youth group or actually meeting some people at a work site that are in a very different place than what they are. And then I think it broadens their worldview. I think it's just really, it's really awesome to stand back and watch them like kind of blossom and grow into their faith. Um, so I keep going back to mission trips to see how God challenges me every year. Um, and he definitely does. But uh, luckily, uh, I have a verse that I go back to every time I'm like, just super challenged and I feel like I can't do it. It's uh, Luke one thirty seven for nothing is impossible with God. And I keep reflecting back on that verse and I think that if someone else that is in worse conditions than me, um, physically, mentally, and uh, environmentally, um, that can do it, why can't I do it? So it really pushes me to uh, be the better person and be the person to show kindness and love towards everybody else. And that's why I keep going back. Awesome. Thank you guys for sharing. And y'all can grab a seat.
Okay, we're going to sing one closing song. Before we do, I just want to I want to say something to you guys. I hear about so many churches that are looking for good youth ministers that their kids don't want to do church stuff because they don't have a stable youth ministry. We do, folks. And kids are growing. Kids are are wanting God and Jesus in their life and and thank you guys for for serving this place and serving these these teens and how you love them and how they love you. Thank you. <laughs>